We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? DFS OG's podcast back in the house. I am Beer, joined as always by my boys, Head Chopper Notorious, as we close in on the NFL season, officially eight days away. I know we're all excited, and we are here to talk NFL today. We're going to talk some tight ends, uh, break down our our last part of our four-part series here, Uh, take a look at some news and notes around the NFL. Noto promises a golf bet that you have to hear a must win. So we're going to get that uh, as well. And of course, the general BS that goes along uh, with the show, talking life as well. So welcome in. Let me bring in my boys, Noto and Chop. Noto, let's start with you, buddy. How's things? Uh, NFL right around the corner. We're excited. We also have some big news, finally, that we're going to share here shortly. But uh, welcome in, my man. How are we doing? Yeah, doing good. NFL right around the corner. Uh, last season of golf, or last uh, event of the golf season. So uh, looking forward to a whole uh, two-week break um, until the new season starts. And uh, yeah, college football, Chop will have some uh, some stuff to talk about with that. And yeah, really excited for uh, this contest we're going to have going um, that we'll tell you about here in a bit. Yep, best time of the year. Fall sports, football is back. Kids aren't back in school yet, Chop. Uh, how is your little man? Want to get the update on that? Are we back to full health? Are we back to 100% kids in school? How are we doing over there, buddy? Oh, it's full health. It's full. We're doing good. Everybody's in school right now. You know, I had my suspicions. I still think uh, maybe it was a lot of uh, anxiety and nerves as opposed to actually being sick. So, He's all right, though. He went back a couple of days later, and you know, he got the green light from the doctors. All the testing came back good. So, yeah, they're all back in school, man. And and uh, today is a nice, quiet house right now. So, <laughs> luckily, I got that for another couple hours. We'll knock out a podcast, talk about some football. I got some big news today. And then next week, it really cranks up. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to this. 
Yeah, can't wait. Before we get to that big news, Noto, your little man started kindergarten here, or pre-kindergarten, one of the two, I forget. Uh, how is that going? So we want to make sure the kids are doing well before we dive into the sports here. Yeah, kid's doing good. Uh, he's uh, struggling to get used to school schedule a little bit. Uh, he just comes home, doesn't want to talk about it. He's just uh, tired and doesn't want to talk anymore. So, uh, yeah, it's going good. Um, and it's an adjustment for me, too, because it starts 830, gets out at 3. Um, previously, he went uh, to daycare from 8 to 5. So um, cutting my uh, day a little bit shorter in terms of dropping out, picking up. Yep. Less, less, uh, alone time in the house. Uh, you know, but Hey, I, I can't wait. My countdown is on six days. So them kids are back in school, but thank you again for tuning in. We are live. If you guys have questions, please feel free to throw them in there. Uh, if you've missed our, our other series here, we talk quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. Uh, you can always go back and find those and listen to those. If you're on YouTube, uh, make sure you do all the stuff, the thumbs up, the subscribe, things like that. We, of course, are presented by our friends over at FanDuel. And we've talked about this. We've hinted at it. We've been working on this for a long time. We really wanted to come up with something for the DFS OGs community. You guys have been fantastic over the years, whether you've been here the entire time, whether this is your first show, does not matter. We really value community here. So what we've done with the folks over at FanDuel, we have created a tournament specifically for you guys to compete against us. That's right. This is just for the DFS OGs community. No one else. You're not going to find this in the lobby over at FanDuel. There's going to be a special page that you're going to go to here. And again, you'll compete against us. And it's not just one week at a time. Oh, no. We've created a little hybrid DFS slash season long DFS OGs tournament. So here's how it's going to work, guys. Every, every contest is going to be a single entry contest. So everyone's going to be limited to one entry. Buy-in. Just $7, so right in the wheelhouse for everybody. Everybody can afford that. Now, we know the season 18 weeks here. We're going to give you some passes here. Whether you want to play all 18 weeks, you want to jump in and out, we hope you play every single one. But your top 10 scores are going to count, and we are going to have a dedicated leaderboard that you can find over at FanDuel.com slash OG. Oh, you got to use capitals there. It'll, it'll get you there if you don't, but... Vandal.com slash OG. Check that out. The leaderboard will be hosted there. Uh, once again, single entry contest for everybody. Everybody gets one. This is limited to the first 1,000 people. So if you hear my voice right now, the contest is live. If you hear this later on, jump in and get your entry before this thing fills. Best way for us to thank our sponsor for setting this up is to fill this tournament. We dial back the rake a little bit so we get a rake-friendly tournament here. And again, single entry for everybody. The big news is, is yes, they're going to have weekly prizes. Each tournament is going to pay out. But at the end of this thing, we have got $10,000 in prizes, including $5,000 to the winner. The person whose top 10 scores come out at the top, that person's going to walk away with $5,000. So, guys, this is awesome. I'm excited for this. I can't wait. I'm about to put in my entry right now, make sure I get a spot. Guys, thoughts on this tournament here? Noto, excited. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Chop and I have our spots reserved, so uh, you better get in there, Beer. Um, going right yeah. now. <laughs> I mean, awesome tournament. It's fun uh, to kind of keep track of your season-long tallies, uh, so it's not just, uh, you know, one and done. You have one big week. This, uh, this is a tough tournament to win. You're going to have to have 10 good scores up there. And we're basically getting a $10,000 free roll. So, yeah, I'm excited to play it each and every week. And uh, we hope we can fill it. And 
you'd want to sign up for this first thing every week because those top 10 scores count. Um, and you want as many chances to get those top 10 scores as possible. Now, one of the things is, you know, it's kind of early. A lot of people don't want to set a lineup yet. Guys, you can go in and reserve a spot. You don't have to set a lineup. You can come back all the way up till Sunday uh, and set that lineup at any point. So what you want to do, like Derek said, get in early. We'll try to have this out. Uh, we're going to continue to do our shows on Wednesday. So we'll try to have this live each and every week. Uh, we'll talk about each one. We'll, we'll recap it. We may even shout out the winners. Hell, we may even have some of the people uh, that are trending towards winning this thing. If it's not one of us, join us on the show as we go along. So lots of options for this thing. Chop, super excited for this tournament, man. Looks looks like a ton of fun. We, we wanted to model it after the uh, Roto Grinder single entry series that we uh, host in all the sports. So uh, that's kind of what we did here. And you know, a lot of good prizes. Like you said, 20% are going to get paid every week. Some good prizes there. We're going to have the, the stuff at the end. And along the way, I'm sure, I'm not, don't quote me on this, but I'm almost positive along the way, we'll have some bonus stuff going on, some some bonus handouts. So uh, I think it's going to be a, an incredibly fun format. You know, when I when you click that page to go to the, you know, I'm sure the link will be dropped on uh, on our on our page there for Roto Grinders. So, but uh, the fanduel.com backslash OG, when you do that and you go there, it's right there, man. You can enter right there. You can view the leaderboard after week one. It'll start popping up who the leaders are right there. And like you said, the best part is you don't have to, you can miss a week. You can miss two, three, four, five weeks if you have to. And uh, you can still be in the running for all this, all the prizes because it's top 10. So I just think it's a really fun format. And yeah, man, for NFL, it's going to be the bomb. Yeah, for sure. So we want to fill this thing up sooner rather than later. We want to compete against as many people as possible. We don't want this to be a big multi-entry where, where people had unlimited entry. Wanted to give everybody a shot to put their one best lineup in against our one best lineup here. And, of course, we're, we're going to be talking trash. We're going to be checking in on each other where we're at in the standings along the way as well. But super excited. So thank you again to the fine folks over at Fandle for setting this up for us. And again, this is for you guys. This is a thank you to, to being loyal to the show. We know you have a lot of choices out there uh, to listening to different football podcasts, a lot of great stuff out there. We hope that you find one hour a week uh, to come in and listen to us, and we want to give you some of the best information, not only DFS. We're going to talk sports betting. We're going to talk a lot of different things, but uh, really excited to get this tournament going. So again, this is live. You can go sign up. Let's fill this thing up here, uh, and we could even grow it. It fills up. Look, we're gonna have, we're gonna make it even bigger. So tell your friends, tell your grandma, tell whoever. Get in Fanduel.com/slash/og. All right, guys, let's get into some football here for the week. Uh, big news item uh, happened since the last time we talked. Uh, unfortunately, J.K. Dobbins goes down with a season-ending injury. Uh, so let's give a quick spin here on our thoughts. And August Edwards kind of becomes the guy there in Baltimore. Tyson Williams looks like he's going to be the number two. No signings as of yet. We know they brought in Todd Gurley. They say they're not bringing him back. Uh, Mark Ingram, a possibility to maybe make a return to Baltimore here. Uh, Noto, quick thoughts here. How high do we move Gus Edwards up? Uh, do we believe in Tyson Williams? Is this Does Lamar start to run more now because of this? Uh, quick thoughts here on this injury to J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, I mean, as much as I like Dobbins as a player, I don't think uh, not having him in the lineup, you know, is a big uh, hurt for the Ravens' chances this year. It's just running backs are pretty replaceable. Um, like you mentioned, they did give 
Gus Edwards some uh, big money in the offseason. I think he's going to step in as the RB1. I think uh, he's obviously going a lot higher on the draft boards, and deservedly so. Uh, it's a great offensive line. They're going to be able to run the ball at will. Uh, I think Lamar is going to be just fine uh, as well. So uh, for me, uh, if you had any Dobbin shares, uh, that stinks. But I think the Ravens are going to be just fine. Now, this is one of those, you know, unfortunate chop. You're going to hear people saying this is why you don't draft early. This is what happens. But personally, I've been taking a lot of Gus Edwards before this injury. I, I felt like this could be a, a 60-40 at worst. So sometimes, yes, you have a lot of Dobbins. It didn't work out. But you also have the other side of the coin for anyone drafting Edwards late. Uh, they made out on this deal. So it's always two sides to the coin. So thoughts on that? Drafting early, drafting late, doesn't really matter. Uh, and obviously this injury, how do you see this playing out here in Baltimore? Well, when I when I heard the Gus, the, uh, the Dobbins news, uh, I went to go check my my best ball, you know, shares, my portfolio, and I got 43% Dobbins. So oh. I got oh. I got hammered on that one. But I'll still say that, you know, you're, you're drafting summertime best balls just for the fun of it. You're, there's an edge and then there's not an edge. I don't know. There's an edge until there's not an edge. Like there's just, it's weird. You know, the injuries can get you, but you also get the aspect of uh, beating the general crowd to a lot of the, the stuff, you know, before the mainstream media gets to it. So it's all good. I, I don't mind uh, drafting early. It's all for the entertainment anyway. So, how is, how is it going to shape out? I'm not sure, man, because I think Gus Edwards is fine, but it's a piece of me that looks at him and says there's no way they're going to let this guy handle all those all that workload. They, they wouldn't even let, like, you know, any of the other backs previously handle all the workload. Why would they let Dobbin? He doesn't look like he's suited to go 18 weeks now and with the full workload. So I think it'll get split up pretty good. And, you know, young running backs, quick guys like uh, Tyson Williams are going to be okay. And and Justin, Justice Hill will get you a bunch of third down work now. That won't even be a question. He'll he'll actually have to see the field. So, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But I don't think Gus Edwards is a bell cow. I agree. I worry about some of the pass catching, like you mentioned, uh, in a PPR league. If you're still in standard, as as we call it these days, without PPR, even half PPR, you know, maybe that's different. We'll see. Maybe he just hasn't had the opportunity to catch passes, but Lamar's not going to throw the running backs a lot. I do think, obviously, the yards are going to be there, touchdowns. Uh, and I'm intrigued by this Tyson Williams kid. Look, look great in the preseason. So hopefully they don't bring anybody in, but we know how that works. Kind of the same story with Daryl Henderson. We thought all was well. Uh, they were just going to roll with him, Xavier Jones, and boom, they make a deal for Sony Michelle. So you know, there's a lot of running backs still out there. Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, obviously the, the glutton of guys in Houston. Uh, so there are options if they don't feel good about this depth chart that could change th- change things. Uh, but for right now, it, it looks like it's going to be Gus Edwards. So I have him right around RB 21, 22, right in that range somewhere. Uh, I think he's going to be in uh, for a great season. The other big news, Cam Newton released by the New England Patriots here, Chop. Kind of a, kind of a surprise, not really. We saw Matt Jones look pretty good uh, in preseason and Looks like they're going to roll in a week one here with Mac Jones. So I think this is a, a nice, not a huge boost, but a nice boost to some of the receivers, specifically Jacoby Myers. I think the double tight end sets are going to work well. Uh, even a guy like James White, it also helps Damian Harris. He doesn't have to contend with Cam Newton around the goal line. So thoughts here on this Mac Jones uh, being QB1 here in New England and Cam Newton released. Yeah. I was shocked, man. I was definitely shocked. I thought I actually thought Cam Newton would be the starter this year, and uh, 
was hoping he would be healthy in the shoulder and that he could get some things done. I thought he, I thought he could really maybe hopefully return a little bit to the form he used to have. So I was shocked at this, but uh, it all, it all looks clear now. I think Cam's washed. That's unfortunate. The injuries got him at the end. Um, ah, man, I don't know what to think about Mac Jones. I don't know. I, this, he's in a perfect scenario, really wide receivers. The pass catchers are okay. Uh, but he's got a great offensive line to work with. They're going to run the ball, which is going to help him quite a bit. Keep, keep, you know, the defensive line off of him. Uh, he's in a good spot right here. So I get it. And, uh, I think the Patriots are probably a better team for it moving forward. Now this year, I think they're a legit contender now in the AFC. And so, uh, it's unfortunate though. I'm just still a little disappointed for Cam. He is a, he is a fun player to watch when he's healthy and, and I think that's the end of the road. Although I, I would not mind having my Cowboys pick him up for a backup because he is a say. he is a perfect guy. I like Kaepernick a while back, which never happened, or a ton of guys uh, throughout the years who you, I thought you could always bring them in as a backup. And if your QB goes your QB goes down for the season, you're done anyway. You're like a backup's not going to win you a Super Bowl typically. But if your quarterback goes down for two, three, four weeks, like I, I used to say this about Tebow. Why not bring him in and just play a couple couple weeks with him and, you know, just to get you maybe some W's while that guy's hurt and doesn't have to reinvent the wheel better than uh, Ben DiNucci, who got cut anyway. But, you know, it's like I would mind I would mind Cam coming in as a backup, though. Well, you guys brought in Will Greer, so you're oh, all man, set. Money, money. That goes down with money. <laughs> Yeah, that was the word, though. Dallas was was the first team that I heard anything about that they were looking into him. I think he would make a lot of sense, like you said. You know, if you if you can bring him in at, at a decent price point, and somebody goes down, yeah, your your season's probably toast. But uh, he could at least keep the ship afloat, uh, especially with that Dallas offense. So uh, interested to see. I think he lands somewhere. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Derek, thoughts here? Uh, Cam Newton out, Mac Jones in. I, I think this has a lot of little ripple effects to a lot of guys here on this New England offense. Yeah, whole situation was weird. You know, we were expecting him to be the starter. Then there was a mix-up with some of his COVID tests, and uh, all of a sudden, Mac Jones is going to be the starter, and then they cut him. Uh, didn't even look to trade him. So, uh, really weird situation. But uh, the biggest winner for me uh, got to be Damian Harris. Uh, no longer Cam Newton still in those goal line uh, touches. So, I think he's going to have uh, a lot of touchdown equity each and every week. You know, I think the position players, uh, the receivers are going to be uh, a little bit better as well. But – I don't know what to expect. You know, they brought in two tight ends. They brought in Aguilar, Bourne, Jacoby Myers is still there. So I'm not really targeting any of those guys because I don't really know where the targets are going to shake out. But I do think Damian Harris is interesting. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, I think James White gets a nice boost here as well in a, in a PPR format. Uh, Jacoby Myers becomes my favorite receiver here. I already liked him. Uh, I like him a little bit more now. Uh, Ch Chop, you got something here? Oh, I just I just wanted to point out before we go on to the next the next subject. I think a huge upside now for Ramondre Stevenson. Yes. Because Harris has never been able to stay healthy anyway. I remember watching this guy last year when he, he was suspended for a while. He came in. I thought, this fat boy ain't going to do much. He's just a goal line back. Man, he was electric at Oklahoma. And I know I'm not a big preseason honk like some of the guys, but he was really good in the preseason. This guy is talented, very skillful for a big guy. So watch out for this guy to take over eventually and be the number one running back. Yeah, I love that as well. He's kind of moved into draftable territory now. You know, without Cam stealing touchdowns, you mentioned the, the Harris injury situation. Uh, Stevenson's looked great in the preseason. So 
they're going to use multiple backs. Uh, it could very well be him at the end of the year. That's the guy. So uh, don't be afraid to grab him in your best ball drafts late, even in your season-long uh, drafts here uh, late in the draft. So, Chop, speaking of season-long, you know, part of, the, part of the OGs is checking in on your 50-year league, whatever, whatever the hell it's been around. But uh, I know we got a big draft coming up. So a little preview here. We, we haven't picked yet. Where are we picking? What what are we thinking? Let's just get a, a, a quick thought here on the Chop uh, Chop OG season long league. 1998 was when we first ran wow. this thing, so it's been around for a while. And basically, it's this. I mean, minus maybe two guys. Two guys have not have not been able to stick around. Otherwise, it's the same guys from back then. So, like we 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 did this the first year when there was like hardly nobody knew what fantasy football was, and we were on a. Uh, Stephen Stephen F. No, Sam Houston State, Sam Houston State University. Guys were going to college. I was kind of just goofing off, and uh, that's when we did. So, I'm drafting fifth, man. So I'm I, I think that's a good spot because I, I'm insured that I'm going to get my my workhorse running back, assuming that they don't get hurt right away. But I'm going to get one of those top five running backs, guaranteed. I'm not I'm not uh, making any mistakes about it. I'm not playing around with it. That's what I want. That's where I'm going, and where where I go after that. The draft will take me. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, I, I, we're going to talk about tight ends today. And man, I am torn. I am torn on this subject because everything in best ball I've done is I'm waiting on tight ends. I'm waiting on tight. And now my tight ends are dropping like flies, man. Irv Smith is out for the year and I'm getting hammered over here with tight ends. And I really wish I would have just made a move to get one of these big boys early. So uh, that may be a strategy I, I go with in, in the uh, season long league because you don't want to get you don't want to get caught with no no tight end, but I'm ready for it, man. Next Sunday, day before Labor Day, we always do it, so we're we're in, we're locked in. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the tight end thing because it has been kind of a hot button topic. You know, Kelsey in the first round. It used to be you don't even think about a tight end in the first round, and then Gronk kind of changed that. Uh, Kelsey's kind of taken that to another level. Honestly, I don't think Darren Waller is far off from from Kelsey at this point, especially uh, in PPR. We know he's a monster. You have Kittle kind of rounding out that trio, and we're going to get in uh, to some tight ends. Not going to go as deep. Tight end gets kind of boring, so uh, we'll hit on about the top 10, 12, uh, and give you some sleeper options beyond that, but uh, certainly an interesting topic. Now, Derek, you had a draft. Uh, how did that go? I don't. I can't get into all my drafts. I do too many, so I, I don't want to bore the people with 28 different drafts, but uh, you guys have the one season-long league that, that still continues on. I love to hear that obviously brings people together that's what it's all about uh so how did your draft go here noto yeah i was telling you guys before the show uh was pretty uh drunk at the time of uh drafting uh we have uh you know one draft and everybody has to show up to the party so uh it's online but uh you know everyone's got to be there and after like the third or fourth round then the shots come out uh nobody really cares after that and i was just pulling on my roster and uh, yeah, I waited on tight end and I got Irv Smith. So uh, yeah, that's looking pretty good. Um, we'll see how it goes. I don't know. We have 14 teams in that league. So uh, picking up anyone off the waiver wire is pretty tough. And he is the last piece of news. Uh, Irv Smith, unfortunately, had surgery here recently. So you'll have to find yourself a new tight end, Derek. Uh, he's going to be out for a little bit, likely to season here. Uh, they went out and acquired Chris Herndon. Uh, Tyler Conklin, a guy they've been talking about a lot. So he's probably a guy you can stag off waivers, but uh, not good news here on Irv Smith. So uh, before we get into the tight ends, Chop, I know college football right right around the corner here. 
Uh, the team over at Roto-Grinders has put together an incredible package, as always, here for college football. I know that you'll be doing a show uh, with DB, with STL. Uh, some of the other highly ranked college football players are going to be providing weekly content. So why don't you walk the people through our college football product here? It's one of those sports. I think this this is one of those that this kind of stuff is extra helpful in college football. I, I believe our content, uh, stuff we provide is very helpful in all the sports. But college, it's a lot harder to find information, Chop. It's not as easy as finding NFL information, especially injury stuff. So what does this package entail? and Why do the people need to sign up for this college football package? There's no, there's no greater edge in any sport right now than having this package in college football. I think, I think you've got like the absolute smartest guys, not, I'm not saying me, the other guys doing the, doing the content are some of the best. I mean, I would trust them in the information they put out a hundred percent. They're just really good with it. And it's just not, there's an ad because like you just said, the information isn't there. So you have to dig for it. People don't want to dig. They want to be lazy, Well, we can, we'll do the digging for you. If you, if you're going to pay the money, we're going to do the digging for you. And, and whoever's not on the package, they can either dig themselves or, or dig themselves a hole by not signing up. So it's the best out there. No doubt about that. A lot of good content this year. It's going to be a, you know, Awesome stuff starting this week on Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday this week. And uh, I'll go out on a limb here, man. I want to go out on a limb. I don't have I don't have any DFS stuff for this week. We're just getting into it. It's, it's been a hectic thing. But, you know, I, I put out there on scores and odds. I dropped a, uh, a play on Clemson to win the national championship a while back. I'm telling you what, I still think Clemson is really good. I still think they're, they're going to win. But I'm really starting to come around on the idea of uh, – not a long, long shot, but I'm I'm coming around on the idea of Oklahoma winning the whole thing this year. They've got uh they've got some big guns coming back. Best quarterback in the nation, probably gonna lead the best offense in the nation. And I really like I like the way their defense looks this year. Kind of on board with this Oklahoma thing this year. All right. I like it. Get get scoresandodds.com. Our our sports betting friends over there. Make sure you guys go and check that out. Premium picks. Uh, in all the different sports, just like Chop laid out. And Noto, you promised a golf bet. So Chop laid out the case for college football here. Again, that looks like a, a tremendous package. Go ahead and get signed up over at Roto Grinders. Don't miss out. Week zero, I believe they call it Chop, uh, is upon us here uh, in college football. But Noto, a, a, a golf bet, you, you hyped up here. So I, I'm, I got my pen ready. I'm ready to write this thing down, make some money. So Hit the people here. A, a golf winner. What do we got here for this week? All right. So in terms of value, it's terrible for golf, uh, for a tournament. But John Rahm's winning this week. Uh, sell your NFTs, cash out your money and your DFS sites. Put it on John Rahm this week. Um, he's plus 380 to win on FanDuel. Uh, or you can do the the 72 stroke or 72 hole uh, without the finishing, uh, the starting strokes. Sorry. Uh, that's plus 650. Uh, and get it crazy and uh, parlay it with Oklahoma, which is plus 800, like Chop just mentioned. Then you got a, a full season to sweat this thing out. There you go. I like it. All right. So, John Rom, writing that down. Chop, you, you betting some golf here? You, you, you believing in this John Rom bet? I mean, it sounds good. I like some John Rom, so why not? Yep. Check it out. FanDuel Sportsbook. Make sure you again, not only DFS over there. So uh, go visit Sportsbook and, and can bet on anything over there. Obviously football around the corner, but uh, golf, 
baseball still going on, college football right around the corner. So plenty of stuff uh, to check out over there. Lines, props, all kinds of stuff. So go check it out, FanDuel Sportsbook today. All right, guys, let's get into the meat of the show. Let's finish our series. Again, if you missed the first three, you can go back and check it out. We've talked quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers already. Today we'll break down the tight end position, and that'll lead us into next week where we'll be back with our weekly format, taking a look at our favorite bets, our favorite DFS plays on FanDuel. Each and every week we'll break down uh, the NFL slate through all 18 weeks and, of course, compete in this DFS OGs tournament over on FanDuel. Make sure uh, you guys go and snag your spots today. All right, tight end position. Obviously, no surprise here. Travis Kelsey, we've already talked a little bit about him here, Noto, at the number one spot. Is he round one worthy? I, I think that's the question. We know how damn good Travis Kelsey is. We know he's a focal point of this offense along with Tyreek Hill. Is he a guy that you want to draft in round one in your best ball drafts? Yeah, I think it's definitely uh, worthy because, you know, there's two guys uh, at the position that can really go bonkers this year. And uh, he's you know the number one tight end. He finished uh, first or second in tight end scoring each of the last six years, I believe now. Um, so high floor, high ceiling. And it's just uh, it's a position where, you know, you're not going to see a lot of surprises. Um, you know, you could see a running back step in and uh, enter that top five or maybe even a wide receiver. So uh, for me, just given the lack of options at tight end, I do think he deserves consideration as a as a round one pick. I agree. Uh, you you kind of give yourself an advantage at that position. You don't have to try to drag one of these guys out of the, the, the bottom 12, 15 and, and try to make up those points there. So, yes, the opportunity cost is there. You sacrifice a high-end running back, a high-end wide receiver, uh, but he is a difference maker at the position, just so consistent with his targets and his production. So, Chop, same question to you. I know we've already talked about it a little bit, but uh, Travis Kelsey, round one, are you okay with that? How early are you willing to take him in round one, if so? Yeah, he's definitely round one worthy. My, my first five picks, I want a running back. Uh, so uh, he's not going in the first five for me. After that, I think he's fair game. I definitely think, uh, and the more, and the later it's gotten on into the, the drafting season, the more I've come to realize it, it probably needs to be right after those running backs go off the board. You need to grab the guy if he's still there. He's just uh, he sets himself apart. I know Darren Waller's close. He's still second though, and uh, and then George Kittle is. Ooh, he's we'll talk about all this, but you know Travis Kelsey is just by far. And like what's changed with Kansas City this year? The only thing that that can slow him down is injury. That's the one thing he's been able to stay healthy. But like what's changed? There's nothing. He's still a target hog. They didn't bring in anybody on the receiving core to to really contend with him. In fact, they got rid of Sammy Watkins and uh, we got an angry Patrick Mahomes after the Super Bowl last year. So I don't see what's changed. If anything, every, if anything, he's gone up in stock in my opinion. So definitely round one worthy. Definitely the first guy at this position I want off the board. Easy. Absolutely agree. But number two, like I mentioned earlier, Darren Waller, I, I think this gap is closer than, than a lot of people do. You know, there, in a lot of drafts, you'll see Kelsey go round one. Waller tends to go round two, but I've seen him slip all the way uh, to round three. Just an absolute monster in PPR formats. We know Fandle, half point PPR. I still think uh, he is a viable option here, Chop. So again, where do you see Waller landing? If you miss out on Kelsey, does Waller become a priority pick for you? You're willing to skip down uh, down the list a little bit here. How are you feeling on Darren Waller here this season? 
Yeah, I was noticing. I, I noticed the same thing you did. Like he was going in the second round earlier. Then then he he started falling. He started falling to third rounds recently, and I think that's a perfectly fine spot for Waller. I do like he's he's a clear cut second option. Uh, he's the best uh, receiver on this team. It won't change this year. So yeah, I like I like to grab him now. If you're gonna let him fall to the third round or so, get you some Darren Waller. I really like the idea more and more of having that anchor. They, they call anchor running back. I'm going to say anchor tight end. Give me one of these top. I mean, the three guys are the big ones, but we'll talk about some others who have real potential. But there's not very many. We're looking at the injuries hit. There's not very many after these top five guys or so that I really want a piece of. So definitely want to grab me some Waller if I can. Yeah, agree completely. If I don't get Kelsey, Waller becomes a priority for me, no doubt. So, uh, Noto, on the same page here as Waller, a guy you definitely want to make sure you snag uh, if you miss out on Kelsey in round one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like we were saying, I want to grab one of these top two guys or wait uh, quite a bit in my drafts. Uh, just the tight end in the middle. I just don't love a lot of guys in the middle, but um, we'll go through them. Yeah, Waller, back-to-back uh, -back seasons with at least 1,100 yards. Uh, very little competition for targets, and uh, I think he's going to lead tight ends and targets this year, but um, Kelsey's obviously got the edge in terms of touchdowns. All right, let's move on to number three. It's obviously George Kittle, big three at the tight end position, Derek. I, I'll, I'll wait on my Kittle take here. I, I want to I see what you guys think. I'm not as high in George Kittle. I love this offense. I, I love the schedule. I, I love it when, if, if Trey Lance is going to get in there eventually. I also have some concerns here. I have a little bit of distance between Waller and Kittle. I know a lot of people, this is their two, three. Some have it flipped. Some like Kittle more. I'm definitely team Waller here. So a Kittle, are you buying? Are, are you worried at all? Where, where do you land here on number three, George Kittle? Yeah, for me, he's in the second tier. I got uh, Waller and Kelsey in that first tier. And then, uh, you know, Kittle kind of starts off that second tier. You mentioned it. I mean, it's a run first offense. Uh, they got a lot of weapons um, and I don't really know what to expect from their quarterback just yet. So I'm not as high on Kittle as probably where he's going. Top thoughts on George Kittle. Number three here. Is he in the same tier with Darren Waller? Is this the guy you're, you're attacking? If you miss out on both of those guys, uh, where do you come out here on George Kittle? Yeah, he's he's third, but he's a distant third to the other guys for you know, several reasons. Like you said, the offense has plenty of plenty of uh, weapons around him. Uh, the defense is so good. When he had his big year, his really big breakout year, the defense wasn't very good. And so they were caught in a lot of shootouts and things like that. That's not the case. If they're going to be a good team, it's because the defense is good. So that prevents some of that. The injury last year, scary for a guy that size. When you start getting injured, it could, it could be a habitual thing. So there's red flags. But he's definitely third on the list. But it it's a distant third. But also, Trey Lance, we don't know if that's going to be Trey Lance could he could have a friendship right now with a Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk that we don't know about. And those guys are like after practice catching passes right now all the time. And we don't know that until the season kicks off and we see it with our eyes. But you know, Kittle may not be his guy. Like Garoppolo, that's his guy. Those two guys are buddies. So. I'd be a little bit worried if, if they said Trey Lance is the starter and I didn't and I didn't see proof with my eyes that he he was a big Kittle guy. So I'm a little I'm a little leery. Yeah, that's where I kind of come out. I, I'm I'm worried about Kittle and it's not the player. Very talented. Maybe one of the toughest dudes to tackle in the NFL. We've seen this guy carry people down the field. I mean, a ton of skill here, but 
this is going to be a very run-heavy offense. You mentioned the other weapons here. Uh, we saw Brandon Ayuk really take a step forward last season. Debo Samuel, healthy for now. We know he's going to be very involved in the offense. Uh, if Trey Lance is in there, we know he's going to want to run the ball as well. So is Kittle going to gar garner the targets necessary to compete uh, with the Kelsey, with the Waller? That's kind of my concern. I have him number three, no doubt, but he's not a guy that I've made a priority here uh, this season. Could be wrong there. I know a lot of people are very high in George Kittle uh, this season. We know this is a guy that has set records at the tight end position, but uh, I have Waller well ahead of him here uh, in my ranks. A little bit worried about George Kittle this season. All right, let's go to number four here. Chop, we know that this is a guy a lot of people are excited about. This guy makes one play in the preseason. Twitter is a buzz here. Best player ever. We're talking Kyle Pitts here, the, the stud tight end out of Florida, uh, the top five tight end pick for the Atlanta Falcons. No Julio Jones there uh, in that offense. This guy's basically a glorified wide receiver here. So, Chop, is this a guy that you know, a lot of people are making the case? He could be the tight end one. The other side is bringing up the rookie tight ends can take a while. Is he even a tight end is my question here. So, yes, no. Can Kyle Pitts live up to this number four ranking as a rookie here in this Atlanta offense? I think I think he can. And if he was a if he was a typical tight end, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to touch Kyle Pitts. I think those guys really struggle their first year in the league or so in the NFL. I would want any piece of him, but he's not. They're not going to make him line up in line and block a whole bunch of big defensive ends or defensive tackles or anybody like that. They're going to let him get out in the slot and be a like you said, a glorified wide receiver. For that reason. Like his learning curve should be more along the lines of a wide receiver. And we've seen those guys can do really well in their first year in the NFL these days. So I'm on board with it. it this, this, this team is going to be playing from behind all year long, bad defense, good quarterback. And uh, I think he'll get plenty of, plenty of weapons, plenty of action. So I'm on board with Kyle Pitts, man. Oh, no, same question to you. Uh, Twitter was ablaze. Kyle Pitts made a play. Look, looks like a man-child, no doubt. Uh, he looks like a guy that definitely can fit into the league. Can he live up to this number four billing here at the tight end position? I think he can. I think he will. Um, and I think trends are made to be broken. You know, they're trends until they're not. Uh, new receivers on or receivers that go to a new team was a thing we tried to shy away from. And then Stefan Diggs had a career year last year. So, I'm not worried about the first season as a tight end. You mentioned he's not really a true tight end anyway. So, yeah, I love Pitts this year. I'm I'm warming up. I like the talent. I like the player. It just feels like we're kind of drafting him at a ceiling already at, at number four. I mean, to, to think he can jump into the, the group with Waller, Kelsey, Kittle is not out of the equation, but it's also a lot to ask. On the other point, it's basically we're starting a wide receiver at, at a difficult tight end position. So I think there's a benefit to that. Uh, as well so definitely coming around here uh, i think he can do it i think he obviously has the upside to do it and with julio jones gone it's him and calvin ridley in that offense uh, i think he'll see a ton of targets so uh no problems here with kyle pitts at number four moving on number five mark andrews Derek, kind of down here last year you know he, he, was, he was very good the year before uh, kind of had some hiccups last season with some drops the whole offense was not uh, as efficient as we saw in previous seasons here but I do think he's a guy that, that can basically be the number one pass catcher for Lamar Jackson. We know wide receiver has been a little bit of an issue. They bring in Rashad Bateman uh, in the first round. He gets hurt. Sammy Watkins, we already know the story there. Hollywood Brown, very inconsistent. Uh, I think Mark Andrews could be that number one target. So 
I love the, the Andrews-Jackson pairing you can get in best balls. You still get a reasonable price on that. Andrews a guy I really like, Derek. Where do you come out? Mark Andrews, number five here at the tight end position. Yeah, I like him as well. Um, very volatile week to week. You know, he's one of those guys that can come out and have 100 yards and two touchdowns at any week, and then there's another – the next week you'll have like four targets because this offense, it wants to run the ball. They're going to blow out a lot of teams, especially if their defense is any good this year. So, uh, yeah, I like him. Um, I think, you know, from a consistency standpoint, he's going to be tough, uh, especially in DFS, the peg which weeks he goes off. But uh, season long, I think he's a really good spot here. All right, Chop, same question to you, Mark Andrews, uh, kind of rounding out the next tier. I think there's one more guy in this tier We'll get to next year, but kind of this secondary tier behind the behind those big three. Uh, how interested are you here in Mark Andrews this season? Not not very. Uh, I think he's I think he's talented, but I mean for all the hype he gets, he's a touchdown scorer. Don't get me wrong. So he got the touchdowns going for him, but uh, he also hits some dry spells when he doesn't get in the end zone. Uh, like he didn't crack 100 yards all year last year in any game. The year before that was his big breakout year where he, he those first two weeks were 100-yard performances and nothing after that, no 100 So, like, the yardage typically isn't going to be there. The the big volume of some of the other elite guys isn't going to be there. He's a touchdown score. And the problem with Mark Andrews is he's constantly hurt, but he's not hurt enough to where he gets uh, inactive and then you can, like, make adjustments for him or whatever. He's hurt to where – He's just in pain or whatever, and it shows on the field by a lack of performance. So he kind of handcuffs you in that. I'm just not a big Mark Andrews guy. I like, I think he's talented, and with no wide receivers, maybe this is the year. Maybe this is the year he really comes up big. But I'll believe it when I see it. All right, let's wrap out the rounds, the, the top six guys here, and then we'll kind of clump some guys together here real quick. But T.J. Hawkinson, the next guy, chop uh, another guy. I'm very high on. You look at this Detroit Lions uh, receiving group. The worst receiving core in the league. I think that's easy. Brashad Perriman now gone, uh, signed by the Chicago Bears. So they're down to, to Tyrell Williams and Amonra St. Brown. They're, they're trading for practice squad players uh, from Denver to try to fill this wide receiver need. They bring in Kaderil Hodge uh, today. So I think TJ Hawkinson easily going to lead this team in targets. Uh, very good around the goal line. I don't know how much they're going to score, but I think he's going to be very effective on a bad team, likely playing from behind a lot here. So Hawkinson... Really a guy that I target a lot if I miss out on these big three. Where do you come out here on TJ Hawkinson, Chuck? I love I love Hawkinson this year. Let's just hope he can stay healthy. That's the only thing. I, I love I love him though. And the one the one knock that I've been hearing about him is, you know, his quarterback is Jared Goff. Jared Goff sucks. But uh do you expect Jared Goff to, you know, set records every week for low, low yardage totals in the NFL? Like He's going to go out there, and as bad as he is, he's going to throw for 200 yards. It's almost impossible not to in today's NFL to to throw for 175 or more yards. Well, who's going to get him? It's going to be Hawkinson. So as long as he stays healthy, I like the idea of Hawkinson uh, really delivering in that range right after the top two guys. I think he, I think he, if he stays healthy for 18 games, he could be the number three guy on the board this year. That's what I think. If there's anybody that can take that leap into that top three, I think it's him just by targets alone. So, uh, Derek, you're as optimistic here on TJ Hawkinson on this terrible Detroit Lions <laughs> offense. Uh, I am. And one other note, uh, we know Goff likes to throw to his tight ends. Uh, Everett and Higby combined for over 900 yards and six touchdowns last year, and they combined for over 1,100 yards a year before. So uh, I don't love you know his receivers this year, but, uh, yeah, I think uh, it could be a big year for Hawkinson. 
All right, we're going to get through. Let's just clump the next three together. We'll try to get through 12 tight ends again. It kind of falls off a cliff. I have a giant tier of guys, and maybe we can each give a sleeper uh, late uh, after we talk about these next few guys. So, Derek, the next three here on FanDuel, 789, Robert Tunyon uh, of the Green Bay Packers. We saw a massive touchdown score uh, last season, so we'll see if that can continue here. Uh, Logan Thomas, a guy who really took a big step forward last season, is on the field a ton. Ryan Fitzpatrick now in town, uh, so I think there's a case for him. Uh, and then Tyler Higby. You just mentioned Jared Goff. Uh, Higby, one of his former tight ends here with the Rams. Matthew Stafford in town there. So quick thoughts here. Robert Tunyon, Logan Thomas, and Tyler Higby. Yeah, so Tunyon, it's hard to dislike anyone playing with Aaron Rodgers, but he had an 88% catch rate last season and 11 touchdowns. I mean, any uh, you know dip in efficiency could hurt his uh, production. Logan Thomas led all tight ends in routes run last season. You mentioned the upgraded quarterback. I like that quite a bit. And then Higby, uh, Everett's no longer there. So uh, I think he's going to take a step up. Obviously, Stafford being there uh, helps too. So uh, I like all three of them. I think Thomas is probably my favorite of the bunch. All right, Chop, same three guys for you. Robert Tunyon, Logan Thomas, Tyler Higby. Thoughts? Yeah, they're all fine. Uh I think uh, Higby has a lot of upside because of Matthew Stafford now. Stafford likes throwing to his tight end, so he can get he can get there that way. Like like Derek said, Tunyon at at the best, I think he he equals last year, which is a very good year. But I don't know if there's how much more upside past eleven touchdowns you can get out of Tunyon. And then, uh, yeah, Logan Thomas is a, a guy who was played played quarterback, you know, in college and stuff. So like he's still learning all this. And he, they really, really featured him near the end of last year, like as he got better and better at the position. And that was with some bad quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I really, I think Logan Thomas, the sky, sky might be the limit for him. The only problem is you brought in Curtis Samuel. You got, uh, you know, one of the best receivers in the game already there. Like, I don't know if what they're saying with that particular move right there to bring in Curtis Samuel kind of def, def, deflates him a little bit, but. If, if anything happens to Samuel, Logan Thomas is going to be awesome. Yeah, it's kind of my worry as well. they got a lot of weapons. They have a very good defense. So how much are they going to need to throw the ball? But uh, he continues to get better each and every year. So at this point in a draft, uh, I don't mind throwing a dart uh, on Logan Thomas. Really like Higby, if we can see that stretch uh, like he had it towards the end of last season or the season before, forget which year it was. Uh, and then Tanyan, again, just a touchdown maker with Aaron Rodgers there. Uh, I like all three of these guys here in drafts. Next group, not so much for me. These are guys I've generally avoided here. Uh, we have Mike Gusecki of the Dolphins, uh, Noah Fant of Denver, uh, and Gronk here rounding out the top 12 on FanDuel Chop. So uh, if anything, Noah Fant's a guy that I don't mind taking a shot on. But again, you look at Jerry Judy, look at Cortland Sutton, uh, KJ Hamler. There's definitely some competition uh, for targets there in this offense. Uh, Gusecki, just not a guy. Again, just, there's too many other guys in that offense. I think are going to be ahead of him on, on the pecking order. And I'm out completely on Gronk. I think Cameron Brate's going to be in there. I think O.J. Howard's going to be in there. And then you're dealing with Antonio Brown, Evans, Godwin. Just too much competition uh, for targets there. So quick thoughts here, Chop. Kaseki, Fant, and Gronk. I'm out on just about all of them. And the only one that would even give me some hesitation to maybe think about drafting is Noah Fant because he's, he's so talented and he's young. But he hasn't been able to stay healthy. His, his career and the health wise for him is uh, not necessarily missing a bunch of games, but you know, you get banged up and all of a sudden you got a bum ankle and you go out there on the field and you just don't look good. And 
he's left the game multiple times early, and that really hurts you too, man, when you roster that guy in DFS and then he's out in the first quarter. But I he's the only one that would give me pause to maybe draft if he's there, but but uh I'm I'm out on all three of these guys really. All right, Chop, I'm going to go to Derek here, then I'm going to come back to you, find a sleeper that we didn't talk about here in the top 12 that you like uh, at the tight end position. Derek, same three to wrap it up here. Uh, Mike Kosecki, Noah Fant, and Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, pretty much avoiding all three, just like you guys. Uh, Fant, I would have liked him a lot more if Locke was under center. Uh, we saw Bridgewater last year. Uh, maybe it was a scheme thing, but he did not throw the ball to Ian Thomas whatsoever. Um, so that worries me. And obviously, uh, Fant was one of Locke's favorite targets. Gronk, year older, uh, so was Brady, so I'm off of that. And Kasiki, I mean, I think he could be okay. It just depends on Tua. And, uh, you know, I already like, you know, the over on Miami and all that stuff. So I feel like uh, just taking that route is better than, you know, betting on any individual player in that offense. All right. Like I said, I'm out. I'm pretty much all three of these. I don't mind throwing a dart with no fan here or there, but uh, I'm out on the other two. Chop, let's go back to you here. Sleeper at the tight end position that we haven't talked about yet. There's a couple guys. Uh, but I'll go with, uh, I guess, the bigger sleeper here that I think not a good preseason for him, but Gerald Everett. You know, the preseason looks like he's, he may be splitting some time here with Will Disley, but I think maybe that's a little bit of smoke and mirrors. I think I think Everett's going to emerge as the best tight end receiver out of that group. And uh, Russell Wilson, I just can't get over, uh, he, you know, the pitcher Wilson – he will throw to his tight ends. His tight ends have had some monster games in the past. He'll throw to a third or fourth wide receiver. You know, David Moore and those guys have had big games in the past. So I think there's a, a third receiving option in this offense is going to be can be very good. I think Everett's going to be the best receiving tight end he's played with in quite a while, if ever, in the NFL. Can't remember who he started off with, but Gerald Everett is, is a very explosive wide receiver so i'm looking for him to step step forward and get out of the shadow of splitting time with you know tyler higby and having jared goff as your quarterback now he gets to cook with russell stole my sleeper chop love me some <laughs> gerald everett here the worry is like you mentioned they're going to use multiple tight ends uh, in that offense but uh don't forget the offensive coordinator coming over as well waldron from the rams very familiar uh, with gerald everett so i think that combination with russell wilson are going to be fantastic. So while I dig up another sleeper here, Derek, do you have somebody not named Gerald Everett here that you're liking at the tight end position? I was going to go with Everett as well, but uh, I'll oh. pivot to Jared Cook. Um, I think, you know, Hunter Henry's gone. Uh, we like the quarterback. Justin Herbert had a great rookie season, and uh, Cook just produces every year. Um, it's usually on like two or three big spike weeks, but um, he gets the job done. He's kind of been a touchdown machine, and I know he's 34, but I think he's got one more year uh, left in him. All right. I'm going to go with Zach Ertz as my sleeper here. A, a lot of people on Dallas Goddard. Zach Ertz comes out today and kind of buries the hatchet, said he wants to be in Philadelphia. Everyone thought he was going to be gone and traded, and he was going to end up in Buffalo or Indianapolis. He's still there. He could be the tight end one in Philly. So you look around at some of their other weapons. We'll see how quickly Devontae Smith uh, can get into you know an NFL wide receiver one type standing Jalen Rager there I like Zach Ertz they use some two tight end formations nice safety blanket for Jalen Hurts a guy that's basically free in your drafts I think Zach Ertz can provide some solid numbers here uh, so he's my tight end sleeper this season so that'll wrap us up here for our quick look at the tight end position again quarterbacks running back wide receiver all you got to do go back and check out 
all the old episodes. Make sure you guys go and give a review as well. If you enjoy the show, that's the best way to let us know. Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, go and leave a five-star review. Uh, YouTube, if you're watching there, please take a second, click that thumbs up button, subscribe to the channel. And again, the big news, if you missed it, you're just tuning in, FanDuel.com backslash OG in capital letters. Just OG will take you to the landing page where we have a listener-only tournament, not only week by week. We're going to play every single week, 1 through 18. We are all three already signed up for this thing. It's also a season-long tournament with a $5,000 grand prize at the end, $10,000 in prizes in all just for that lad, just for the season-long standings. Each week we'll have their prizes as well, just a $7 buy-in, single-entry tournament, and only 1,000 people are going to be able to get in this thing. So reserve your spot early. Let's fill this baby up. Super excited about this tournament. Fandle.com slash OG. Guys, final thoughts here for the week, for the people on this FanDuel tournament. Whatever you want to talk about, let's wrap it up here for this week. Noto, let's go to you. Yeah, I'm tired of breaking down these positions. I'm ready to get into the real stuff. Uh, NFL week one next week. And I need everyone to do two things. Join the contest, bet on John Rom, and we'll see you next week. That's it. Man. Noto's guaranteeing. So we're all going to beef up our <laughs> FanDuel biggest golf bet ever. Yeah, <laughs> we're all gonna have be loaded going into NFL season, so uh, make sure you get that bet. John Rahm, the bet over in the FanDuel Sportsbook to win this week. Chop, final thoughts here for the people as we head into NFL season. I'll be praying for Derek because I know what it feels like to give a lock and then have that lock lose. And the, the people are relentless, man. The people are relentless, so I hope it hits, man. But uh, that's it, man. That was it. Last podcast before you know we get into the big stuff. We made it. We survived. Next time you hear us on this podcast, it will be on a Wednesday, getting ready for Week One. So I'm I'm stoked about it. I'm ready to go and uh, looking forward to it. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. As always, thank you to the fine folks over at Fanduel. Make sure you get over and get your spot reserved in that tournament. And next week we'll be helping you build those lineups, breaking down everything. For week one, our favorite bets, our favorite plays on FanDuel, uh, we'll be doing it all. So excited to get the football season rolling here and be done with these player position things. Derek, I agree. We're moving past that. We're getting into real football just eight days away. For Notorious, for Head Chopper, I am Beer saying salut. Thank you for listening. As always, we are the DFS OGs. Make sure you come back next week for our week one look. Good luck, everybody. We'll see you next week.